Are you comfortable? I'm very comfortable. Okay. Do I look uncomfortable? Yeah. Is it because I'm like sitting up like this? Like, but if you're comfortable, no, I that's feel, all I that matters. I just feel like alert. Attempt. Okay. I, I I like sitting up really straight. I, I'm not like. I wish I was like you. Hello and welcome back to the PAL podcast. I am your host, Hannah Bowers, singer-songwriter, coach for creatives, and CEO, founder of PAL, a community of creatives supporting each other's growth through positivity, authenticity, and love. And we are back with a new episode interview with you today, chock full of good vibes and inspiration, motivation, and humor. And it's been a minute since I released an episode because I tried a little creative experiment with my last episode. I tried to do a field recording interview with my friend, street photographer and musician and overall creative person, Nick Gunn. And um, it did not work very well. The audio came out pretty bad. So I decided to spare all your ears from that. But I did post a little limited series video podcast podcast on our Instagram at the pal community. If you want to check that out, I just included the highlights of what we talked about. He's a super cool guy. Definitely go check out his work. And I'm so sorry that we missed uh, what could have been a very, very cool episode, but that's the name of the game. And, and, and pal, we're always talking about creative growth and part of creative growth is trial, error, experimentation, and all sorts of failure that just leads to inevitable success. So willing to have taken the L on that last episode, but I am super stoked to share this new one with you guys. I sat down with my friends, Chelsea Bow and Sean Drummond, and they are such a good time to hang out with. And I think you're going to feel that in the episode a little bit about them. They are the co-founders of the award-winning, you heard that right, award winning production company, Paxeros, P-A-X-E-R-O. If you want to look that up, based in Los Angeles, California, Chelsea is a writer director and Sean is a producer. They both wear a lot of other hats and we will get into that in today's episode. In the advertising world, they have worked with brands like Doritos, Yum, Gillette, Ooh, Tom's, Nice, Aleve, GE, and the list goes on and on. I'm not going to give a reaction to all of them. These projects have garnered them American Advertising Awards, Tele Awards, and Communicator Awards. It's all very cool and very impressive, and I'm very proud of them because they've worked very hard and they deserve to be recognized for that. They also have produced four feature films, two of which premiered at Tribe. Becca and the latest, which is Chelsea's feature directorial debut, is about to start its festival circuit. Um, and they talk about that movie and what it's about and what it means to Chelsea and how exciting all of this is later on in the pod. And we talk about how they built such a successful, awesome business doing what they love, what it means to run a business, to be in charge of a team, to manage yourself, to be an entrepreneur, to 
to be a leader. We talk a lot about creative business stuff, but then we also get real deep into some spirituality, some mindset, some growth stuff. And I believe it's just a very well-rounded conversation for any creative person that is definitely trying to make a business out of doing what they love or trying to decide if they should make a business out of doing what they love. And then also how to take care of yourself and what perspective is helpful when trying to pursue such big dreams, which are very common themes here in the PAL community. So there's lots to look forward to here. And frankly, I don't want to waste your time anymore. So I'm going to let them steal the show and get into this delicious conversation. And you guys just enjoy yourselves. I'll catch you later. Hello and welcome to the PAL Podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Hannah Bowers, and I am sitting here with two good friends of mine, two recent friends of mine, but also it seems as though it's been a friendship that's transcended lifetime, so it doesn't feel as recent and short-term as it actually is. Chelsea and Sean, who I will have introduce themselves. We're sitting in their garage studio right now. Is that what you would call it? Office, HQ. Headquarters. You know. Yeah, we call it our office, but we also call it HQ. The Paxeros HQ. HQ. Paxeros is the name of their Correct. company. And we're going to get into what exactly they do and why I think it is so awesome and inspiring. Um, so let's uh, answer the big question that you guys came prepared knowing which not a lot of people do. It usually catches someone off guard, but it's still a tricky question. Uh, and that is, who are you? What do you do? And why do you do it? You can answer that any way that you like. And I'm going to let Sean answer that first because I can tell you're excited about it. I know. I'm opposite of excited. I'm actually terrified. That's why I had to do the research. You know, I was like, I Hopefully to- my laughs don't just freaking... <laughs> blow people's ears out i'll take care of that okay (laughs) but maybe that's what we want you know okay this is a real quick side tangent we haven't even gotten to the first question (laughs) but when i was in the fourth grade oh we're going back (laughs) i had a teacher and it was this the cool thing about my fourth grade teacher is that the whole class got to graduate to fifth grade with him there was like he just did the special thing where it's oh, like he became the teacher of yeah, the fifth grade class yeah. too. okay but I was at a big elementary school but there was like two teachers who basically took their fourth grade class and worked with them during fifth grade which I thought was awesome um and he was just like a mind-blowing awesome teacher but I had to leave my parents moved after fourth grade away and when I was in fourth grade he's everyone was like we're gonna miss you and my teacher was like I want to record your laugh so that when we're having a bad day I can play it for the class so I recorded my laugh he recorded my laugh for the class yeah (laughs) and then they played it and I went back and visited them that's cute isn't that like it just came to me right now when we were talking about recording laughs I completely forgot that that was a thing were you aware before that had someone like made a note that like Chelsea your laugh is like unique I don't no, it feels so long ago that it, I don't remember. But yeah. I think that's my first memory of somebody being like, oh, your laugh is unique. I mm-hmm. want to record it. There's this really funny TV show that I saw a YouTube video of where they take people with uh, unique laughs and then they make them all laugh. Oh. They like put, play funny <laughs> oh. videos. I think I saw And then they're that. laughing yeah. at the video, but then they're laughing in response to everybody's <laughs> laugh. Yeah. And it's this like chaotic video oh, of just- like, crazy laughter a laugh it's very yes yes like that 
It's very funny. Uh, I think you I saw something similar. It was like a game show or, so, or yeah. like some sort of, yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's British. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I, I definitely saw it on social media. Okay. Anyway, back to Sean. Yeah, sorry. You really stole that. Uh, Forgive me. The I, mic. I'm used to it. <laughs> 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 sorry, Charles. It's true. Um, who? <laughs> so yeah, I needed to do research on the the who, what, why, you know, just in case I forgot who I am. Um, my name is Sean Drummond. I'm the co-founder of Paxeros alongside Chelsea Bow, and I consider myself a producer, executive producer, depending on if it's commercials or film and television. I'm a producer, but also I think my passion lies in. Uh, starting and running this business specifically, and then also just creating content. Um, and the why, I think that I just like making things, um, whether that is commercials or films or, you know, doing something physical with my hands and like handiwork. I just like making things before I even realized that I was going down the film trajectory, I thought I was going to be an engineer and create a hoverboard. So, you know. Because of Back to the Future? Uh, no, because I actually I did my, like, third or fourth grade science project on electromagnetic fields. Wow. And thought that Advanced. I... And thought that I was, like, onto something in regards I'm to, I'm sure like, you were. I mean, they do, they do use, you know... Reverse polarity, electronic. Things. You were thinking about reverse polarity at nine years old. I don't know. It's like maybe it's fifth grade. I don't. Know. I need to look back. <laughs> There's at, a big difference. It <laughs> makes so much more whenever, sense. Whenever the, grade. like that, you know, elementary school like science fair thing is that everybody has to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whenever that was, that's when this was. Hoverboard. Hoverboard. Is this still a goal for you? I mean, maybe. <laughs> it looks to me like. like <laughs> when you're not working. If, if Chelsea allows it. I yeah, it's know. like your secret side project that Chelsea has no idea about. It's in the backyard. <laughs> well, you're going to show me later. It's actually underground, but yeah. Yeah. Text me later. Yeah. That's where that hatch me. goes to. I'll keep it. Oh, that's been a big mystery. I have a question on something that... Did you finish your answer? Sorry. Yeah, I mean, that was ba the why. Yeah, the who, what, why. Who, what, why. Yeah. Um, so one of the phrases that you use to define what you do is create content and I feel like that is a like kind of negative connotation yes yeah a lot of people are like I'm not a content creator like I'm an artist and like do you feel like there's a difference in those things or what does content creator mean to you does it have that connotation I mean it's funny because as soon as I said it I was like oh I know people who are going to judge me for saying that mm-hmm <laughs> Um, <laughs> Chelsea knows is it Chelsea, exactly. Is Chelsea one of them? No, or? no. Chelsea oh. knows exactly who I'm talking about, oh, though. Okay. But I gotta, mean, gotta, gotta, gotta. I, in my humble opinion, I mean, I think that content is just synonymous with like any types of like art, any art forms. You yeah. Know? Just like I mean, in some regard, like music could be considered content. Yeah. Um, this podcast is content. Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm glad to hear you say that because I definitely like consider myself a content creator too, but I feel like it, it's become, become synonymous with social media content. Mm, yeah. Like I'm a content creator. I'm an influencer. I only make, you know, reels or TikToks or something like right. that. But I think 
content creation and influencing are very different things. Let's go. In my mind. <laughs> how, how do they differ? <laughs> I feel like an influencer, for whatever my reason, in my mind, they're getting paid by brands to influence people on products and things versus like a content creator is more of you're creating content to be consumed and that doesn't have to be for a brand. Mm -hmm. It can be for anything. It could be a podcast Mm -hmm. that, and this like, obviously I feel like we all just make up definitions for shit. I know. And then we get mad at the definition. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole nother conversation that I can go into course about. Uh huh. Um, I, I will chime in and say that the, there's two companies that have the words content in them that, have very little to do with social media, mm-hmm. Endeavor content and anonymous content. And I feel like both of those companies were around before social we media changed influencers. what content meant. Yeah, like so yeah. it's like they were calling it content before content had a bad negative connotation. I mean, content just means stuff, right? Exactly. Like, it's the definition stuff, of the it's, word it's, is it's stuff. It's like stuff to be consumed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So content I, is, yeah. It's like, what else do you call it? It's like, I want to create multimedia projects that people can right. consume. Right. It's really wordy. <laughs> Very wordy. Content just makes it easier. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I'm on your side. Or art. I fellow guess you fellow say content art, creators. But, like, but that also art. just sounds like so prestigious and like, I don't know, like, the I word create art. art. Prestigious or pretentious? Like, what do you do for, or I, pretentious. Thank <laughs> you. Yeah, yeah, Thank yeah. you. Pretentious. It's like, what do you do for a living? I make art. Like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> really? It's pretentious? No, I think it like if somebody because it's just so. I guess so. It's content. Content yeah. is vague too. But yeah. I don't know. There's I something about con- that. Like, that's just like if someone answered that question, I make content. Would you have as a strong reaction? I'm a content creator. I'd be like, oh, what kind of content? But I guess if somebody was just like, I make art, I'd assume immediately it was like an. Okay, here's the thing. If they were said <laughs> I'm an artist, I would assume that they're like a painter, a sculptor, uh-huh. whatever, and not be like, fuck yeah, you. Like fine yeah, art. But like, yeah. if they were like a content creator and uh-huh. I was, and they were like, I make art. Uh-huh. <laughs> I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, okay. <laughs> Got you. It is art. I said, I, I, I like to make things like content rather than calling myself a content creator. Cause like that does like that verbiage bumps me. Mm-hmm. But I feel like in our industry, like filmmaker, is sort of like, I mean, it's a content creator who makes films. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. So it's like, I would consider myself a filmmaker even though I'm not technically the director on a project, but I... You're totally a filmmaker. <laughs> Thanks. Do you, Chelsea, well, you're a producer. Yes. Do you feel like you're an artist? I am, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> an artist, I think She's by like, definition. I don't think I don't, that, I don't, I don't like think it, everything I, I make is art, though. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. But I am an artist. If it's not art, what is it? Work. Paycheck. <laughs> is it content? <laughs> um. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. I feel like we need a Venn diagram. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is interesting because I do make content that's not art. Yeah. It's creative, but it's not art. Yeah. Does art align with your, like, soul or your purpose and content can be done for a paycheck? Yeah. I think art does say something on a deeper level. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, that uh, Doritos commercial, 
isn't really deep. No, but it was fun it and was funny fun. and fulfilling. Yeah. Can you make content like you guys specifically so, or someone like you? <laughs> like go into something that you're in, is like paid work. You're like, okay, this is not art. But then in the process, have it become art. There's definitely stuff I get paid for that I do see as art. Yeah. For sure. But there's other stuff I get paid for that I do not see as art. I would say the thing that we just shot was not art. No, it was very much content. So it was literally social media content. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So there was nothing to, artistic about it. To I mean, clarify. Maybe there was, but there was some creativity, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> what, where, where do you cross the line from content into art? Either one of you. I think ultimately. Story? If you're creating a piece of content for a brand that's not telling a story, does that just fall strictly under content? But you can make a, if you told a story around a brand, does that make it art? Does story? That's a, that's a good hypothesis. Yeah. I'm definitely not claiming any ownership over that. Right. But it's just, you know, just throwing it <laughs> out to the, suggestion. <laughs> to the group. Chelsea, like, I would that... say that the Big Fig spot we shot was more art. Even though it was branded, there was, like, a lot of art put into that. More creative. More creative. More stylized versus, like, what we just shot. And there, I did. Like, I built character stories and whatever for each of those people. Versus, like, the thing we just shot was, like, a hand model, and it was more like a, you know, like a tutorial of how a water pitcher works. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no art in that to me. It's just like... Yeah. That makes me wonder if, an, in addition to, like, story, what makes it art is having heart. Mm. You know? Art's yeah. literally in the word. Yeah. You know? Like... Mic drop. <laughs> yeah. I think I solved it, you guys. All right. Heart. Heart. It's heart. Heart and art. Heart, heart makes art. Heart makes art. Art makes heart. And heart makes for an interesting story. And mm. some art, some content is art. Yes. But not all content. Content with art. No, sorry. Content art. with heart is art. <laughs> yeah, I think we got it. Content <laughs> plus heart equals, equals art. Yes. Boom. We solved That was a really big puzzle that I feel like you should add me to the team, honestly. I think I add a lot to this company, clearly. We can't pay you right now, but... I'll get paid in art. We can do that. Wait, did you say heart or art? I don't know what... We have both. Yes, we have both. We strive for both. You know, there's some things that we make that is for a paycheck, but, I mean, we... Our aim is definitely to be making more things with heart than not. I, I, I really want to get into that, but yeah. I, I, we are going so fast. <laughs> you you, you we, said drop in, so we, we did. We did. We, we dropped, dropped so hard. In. We skipped Chelsea's introduction, and I just, it's <laughs> who am I? In my mind. I? I said, and Chelsea Bo, and, <laughs> and that we just went straight into a, a discussion about what makes art art before you introduce yourself to the people, and before we get into the heart of Paxeros and um. what you guys do as a business. I think the people need to know who you are, sure, Chelsea sure. Bo. <laughs> yes. So the questions are, who am I, what do I do, and why do I do it? Boom. Okay. I am Chelsea Bo, and I am a 
Los Angelino. I'm a lady, identify as she, her. And uh, what do I do? I am a lot of things. <laughs> I am a director. I produce as well. Can't stop me. I tend to just produce anything I direct because I can't. My brain just, just works separate. that way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I edit a lot. I write. And I act. Why? No, notice the hesitation there. <laughs> the hesitation around act? Is it because we, we, you don't know where you stand as an actress? We can dig That's into that. That's another. Okay. I didn't know let's put that a, was little, Let's put a pin there. in that. Putting a pin. <laughs> Dink. Um, and why? Why do I do those things? Because they fulfill me, for sure. That's the easy answer. Well, okay. Why do I direct? I am a leader. I have vision. I'm really good at communicating. And so I feel like it just takes a lot of my strengths and puts them into one role. Um, I love collaborating. I think directors need to be collaborative because especially I think film is the most collaborative art form. So you have to be able to like collaborate with all the department heads. You need to be able to communicate with all of them. So um, it kind of, yeah, it just takes all of these pieces of me that I um, am proud of and I'm good at and it uses all of them. So it's like very fulfilling. Two Pieces of Me by Ashley Simpson. <laughs> pieces, pieces, pieces of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love that song so much. I'm like, I don't know words, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's okay. Anyway, that's was that the end of your why or was there more I was why? Just gonna, like, You're going to give every... Well, not well. producing, I already explained because I just, my brain likes to organize and solve problems. Virgo Moon. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, edit. It just goes hand in hand with directing, and I'm like, I don't got time to explain to somebody else how to do this. Let me just do it. So yeah. maybe it's my control. I feel you. That's why I edit the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and I do enjoy editing, and it's just part of like editing and writing are very similar. Mm. You know, it's like editing is the writing in the post production. So, yes. the film is written three times. Yeah, yeah. By a writer, the director, and the editor. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Is I, that what I, you I, learn? I, like I didn't, a, I didn't make that up. That's like film school. A golden just like rule of film school. Yeah, kind of is. Yeah, yeah. It, I think it's more. It changes in each iteration. For sure. Yeah. When you write it, when you put it, when you're pr producing in production, it takes on its own thing, and like then in the edit, it takes on its own. Yeah. Thing. There's yeah. pre-production, production, post-production. Post so those are the three times it is written. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Getting my just one yeah. film 101 right here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then. Um, Acting, I, I mean, that was where I started as a kid. I mm. loved performing. Um, so, yeah, I, it's like the, like, I like I like being in front of people. I like making people laugh and entertaining them. I like being, yeah, just being weird. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then now can we touch on why there was a hesitation around acting? Yeah, because basically what happened was, like, when I was a kid, that was, like, my thing. I, like, loved acting, performing. I wanted to act. My dad was, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, behind the door was, like, no, no, no. Because he, he my dad's in the industry. Okay. And was, like, I know what happens to kid actors. And mm -hmm. he didn't want that for me. So I, like, begged him. I was, like, can I have an agent? I want to act. And I just, yeah. 
he like held me off as long as he could. Mm -hmm. And then I applied. I did acting all through high school. I also directed in high school, though. I kind of like fell into directing and like loved it and was quite good at it. Um, For the stage. What? For the stage. For the stage. Stage. In the theater. Theater direction. Theater directing. Got it. Um, I started like an improv. I did improv at Second City when I was like 13. I did the Groundlings and I started my an improv club in high school and competed. And so definitely like really heavy in performing. And then when I applied to colleges, I only applied to like four colleges or five colleges because I didn't want to. I wanted to stay in California. Mm-hmm. And I applied to both theater and film schools. And I was like, let the universe decide. And I got into film school. I didn't get into theater school. So I was like, let's go. So I just, wow. that's what the career I kind of, that's like the trajectory that I like decided to like put away acting and like focus on directing. And I did that for, you know, four years of college and then another four years out of college. It was a little bit of acting here and there, but it was kind of like, I think I my I just identified more as a director and I think I missed acting and I loved it but I was just like oh it's like old version of myself or I don't know and then I did act in a web series that I directed as well and edited and wore way too many hats for mm. and it was then that I was like I will never do this again like yeah. act and direct because it was just too yeah much that's a that I mean I'm curious about that for both of you. You both wear a lot of hats, <laughs> and I'm sure it is a very special skill deciding per project how many hats you can wear. For sure, is that something that I'm sure you learned that the hard way? And do you feel like you're better at it now? Do you know how many hats you can wear? You know your limits. It depends how does that work? on the budget. We wear the number of hats that we need to based on the project. Okay. So but is there a max? Are you ever just like, no, that's too much? Uh, yes. I would say, yeah, because eventually you do get overloaded if you wear too many hats and the depends. product suffers. It, yes, but it depends on the complexity of the project Mm -hmm. for instance the water filter job we just did Mm -hmm. it was very simple so we wore nearly all the hats got it what is for both of you whoever wants to go first like your dream project or your dream role Mm. in a project hmm i think that the dream I don't know. This I, my brain is just like, oh, there's that. Oh yeah, and that too. Oh yeah, yeah, that yeah. too. Yeah, just oh, Sean's keep brain things. usually works way beyond like just projects. Like Sean always has really big ideas. Mm-hmm. Like he has another company he wants to start that I don't know if we'll talk about on this podcast because we're trying to keep it on the DL. Got it. It's like yeah. a little secretive. Yeah. The hoverboard company. Yes, the <laughs> <Exactly>. hoverboard. <laughs> Shut I, up, Hannah. Oh shit! All right. <laughs> Please edit this out. I'm choking on my Waterloo. I mean, we could talk about it low-key without, you know, but like yeah. it ending up in this podcast. But yeah. Um, um, anyway, but you hoverboards. Said, you, <laughs> you, I mean, maybe that is the answer. Like you like being a visionary. Yeah. I mean, like I think big ideas. I, yeah. Big picture yeah. is kind of like my thing. And I think. And you're just very good at business and like seeing the need that needs to be filled for like a business. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. And I think also too, like, you know, we 
we come up with ideas together and like I'm like oh like that's a great idea like I really want to find a way to make that come to fruition um like the happiness series mm, yeah right so it's like oh like yeah of course I want to travel the world interviewing the most influential people about happiness and that's it it's like oh cool that get paid to travel the world and spread happiness mm-hmm. cool I mean, that, that sounds, sounds great and that's a documentary that Sean and I produced. Um, For Nate Townsend, who directed it. Right. Yeah. And leading up to that documentary, I was like, I should probably do some research on this topic if I'm going to be producing it. Mm-hmm. So I just started doing like reading up and was looking up like you know books about the topic and came across this book called. Um, Lost Connections. Thank you, Sean. Lo- lost <laughs> lost Connections. There, there, was a, there was a Lost Connection searching for the <laughs> yeah. <that book> title. <laughs> lost Connections by Johan Hari. And I was super inspired by it and was just like this. So basically kind of loosely based off of that book, I created a whole like series, documentary series. Um, of it, And it basically goes over nine potential causes to depression um, different, like, you know, like you could have one, you could have multiple, um, and then also like the solutions to those things. And a lot of them are like societal stuff, um, or like trauma, you know, there's like, there's a a list of nine things, but, um, yeah. And we call even, you know, the book is called lost connections because a lot of it is about isolation is a huge cause to depression. Um, but we would want the series to be called Happiness because it is about, like, you know, happiness and depression go hand in hand. Yes. It's like, you know. Happiness is the opposite of sadness and yeah, pervasive, persistent sadness is depression. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that is, that is a dream project for sure, especially because it has to do with traveling. It has to do with, like, I think the spiritual aspect of, like, what lights us up and um, – you know, making positive change and bringing ed- like education and of how to f- other people to find purpose mm-hmm. and value and happiness in their life. Yeah. So that's a big, yeah, that would be a, a great project. So you guys get to do a lot of very cool things and work on a lot of very cool projects and work together as mm. a married couple. Oh, I forgot to add that onto the list of things that I do. I also help run the company. Yeah. You're yeah. a businesswoman. Uh, yeah. You do what a lot of people that I know and have talked to would be living the dream. Mm. How does it feel for you guys? <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of work to live the dream. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is no, we true. were just telling somebody like a lot. We've ha- we've can cons- like a lot of people call us for consultation because mm-hmm. they want to start their own company. Yeah, um, and we're like, hey, just you know, do you like reading legal documents? Do you like uh, running payroll? Do you like you know? It's like, and they're like, no, I don't like any of that. It's like, well, that's a lot of running a company. Um, Especially and- a film production company. There's just a lot of overhead and technical legal aspects because half the jobs we're doing people are hiring us to take that burden off their shoulders mm-hmm. when did you know that you wanted to start your own company and that you as you started learning these things you had to probably ask yourself do i want to do that 
you know, the same questions that you're asking the people that you're consulting. We got, we got thrust into it pretty quickly yeah. after graduating. I think graduating. you always wanted to run a company though. Oh, I, I mean, I started like... a lawn mowing business when I was a kid. So <laughs> yeah, you're an I mean, entrepreneur at heart. Yeah. I think I am an entrepreneur at heart, but yeah, I mean, I was always interested because I just, I think I just always wanted to work for myself. Yeah. You never wanted a boss. Yeah. You know. And then were you like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Yeah. yeah you're like, sounds I was cool. Like, I can do I that. I was like, if we're making a company, like, I'm going to have some say, you know, I'm going to have some opinions. Yes. <laughs> I can't yeah. help but have some opinions. But uh, we definitely balance each other really lovely. Also, Chelsea and I used to co-direct. Oh, yeah. And well, that was sort of one of the, one of the things that kicked us off in this production Mm -hmm. company journey was we couldn't decide whose Vimeo channel to post Uh our co-directed content onto. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so we're like, oh, why don't we create a joint Vimeo account? And then we're like, well, basically if we direct co-directed it and we produced it, we're basically the production company. So we could kind of just like create a company Mm -hmm. Vimeo account. That seems like a really big moment. It was. It was. Yeah. yeah. And it became a big moment. It, it was happened. like, okay, yeah. so we're going to create a shared Vimeo channel. Okay, now we're going to create a company, well, like a well, name it, for the, the shared Vimeo. it was the name. Now it's going to, I guess that's kind of like a company. The Yeah. It was like the first thing was the name for both of us. The, it was. It became a thing. Was it Paxeros? Yeah. Yeah. Really? Was, okay. Yeah. It was yeah. Paxeros Creative uh-huh. at the time. Yeah. Uh, which is and it our, took us a long time to agree on a name for the yeah. company. Yeah. Like, mm. Still, we're still trying to agree. Still, on some it. drama there. <laughs> no, not drama. Just like it was just like, what do Sean and Chelsea agree on uh-huh. for this impactful, like, choice? Uh-huh. You know, like. And you've I've heard the story before, but for mm-hmm. listen is mm-hmm. what what does Pax Eros mean? Why mm-hmm. is that the title of your company? Pax is peace in Latin, and Eros is passionate love in Greek. Peace, so. passion, love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like your pal. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. Peace and love. Those are your values. Yeah. Beautiful. Yep. And uh, and we were like, oh, we need to make up a word because everything is taken. <laughs> <laughs> so So you went to the Latin yeah, vocab. Yeah, just to We mean, looked at all different languages. All, yeah, yeah, yeah. all the languages. Combining all yeah. of them until it All the ethos driven words that represented what we kind of wanted to be known for mm-hmm. yeah um and th- i always when i tell people i'm like we're just a bunch of hippies like peace and love yeah, <laughs> yeah it's basically peace and love yeah. peace and love film company yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was already taken yeah so. i bet well i like pax eros better too thanks man so, yeah thanks. it's a cool some people they're like how do we say it i'm like it's okay PAX i like Eros. i like it i like chelsea so, chelsea likes being weird so yeah as we discussed aquarian that's part of your identity <laughs> yeah I'm like, um, I like to be different. Yeah, which well, is a great quality for a, an artist. That's, yeah. I don't understand when everyone, when people just want to, like, be a part of the pack. Yes. I'm like, why? Have you seen Barbie yet? No. Okay. I don't want to ruin anything. Yeah, There's this great quote in Barbie okay. that, like, it's kind of said, like, on the side. Like, you can't even, it's, like, muffled. And then um, it's just a really, like, hot take on, like, mm. society specifically, like, the representation of women in society mm-hmm. and i remember i heard that and i was like that's like a that was like the most wise <laughs> quote out of the whole movie and we just like and it was just like a side it off but Whoa. tell me when you see it and i'll let you know what it is do you want to just tell us the quote i can yeah sure i guess so <laughs> I, she says she's talking about you know 
blending in, mm-hmm. right, and being like a stereotypical Barbie. Yeah. Um, or kind of going against the grain. Mm-hmm. And she says something like, you're either brainwashed or people think you're ugly and weird. Mm. Something like that. She like, was like those these are, are the two. She was like, these are my only two options. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't um, like these options. <laughs> but funny. I felt like it was so like meaningful. Like, yeah. yeah. Not to like call anybody out for. And I rather be ugly and weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if those are my... of, it takes a lot of bravery to want to be ugly and weird, you know, and do things differently. Well, I think it's more authentic, and things that are inauthentic to me really like heebie-jeebie me out yeah, yeah. I, were, were you born that way feeling that way yeah 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 because it is so difficult my I think I'm also blessed with two parents who are very like um unapologetically themselves mm-hmm. and like weird and like loud and okay in their skin and, and you so, grew up in Los Angeles yeah which is full of yeah diversity, diversity yeah which I loved I loved. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Sean? What are your takes on this? <sighs> on Chelsea growing up in Los Angeles? <laughs> <laughs> not or, quite. Not quite. Or, or Barbie. Uniqueness, authenticity. Yeah. Where uh, do you, would these values sit with you? Oh, I mean, I definitely think that we should always be trying, or st- we should always be striving for actions that align with our authentic self. Um, I mean, I think that that is one of Chelsea's superpowers is having a very accurate compass, like moral compass, authentic compass. Um, I definitely rely on her to be like, you know, (laughs) is this a good decision or a bad decision? Am I I being an asshole or am Mm -hmm. I not being an asshole? Mm -hmm. Am I being blunt or am I being honest yeah or you know just like kind of navigating all of those things because it's yeah. you know it's tough I mean this is like an interesting one of your questions I don't know if we want to segue this into one of your other whatever questions. man <laughs> <laughs> but it got club. me thinking and I really okay it, basically I forget what the question was specifically I made it very vague yeah <laughs> but it was something about like Okay, one of the most interesting and difficult things I've found, and maybe rewarding, and also most hurtful. <laughs> yeah, those things go hand in hand. For um, sure. Of running a business is like leading employees. Mm-hmm. And currently, we don't have, it's just Sean and I. Yeah. But for years, I mean, we had five employees last year. Um, and we've had various amounts of employees in the past couple of years. And I have l- deeply loved each and every one of our employees. And it's just been hard because, like, I want to see, like, I think it's just in my nature to, like, want to be friends with all my employees. Mm-hmm. But I think ultimately I'm also their boss. So there's, like, I think a weird, like, thing there. To me, I'm like, it's not weird. It's like, yeah, I can be your boss and your friend. But Mm -hmm. I think maybe for them it's weird. I don't know. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Totally. And I think another thing is, like, finding the balance. Because Sean and I are around-the-clock workers. Mm -hmm. We just eat, breathe, live 
And I think as yeah, as a com- yeah. as Sydney, an owner sure. of your own yes. company, most most like small business owners are like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't we don't clock in and clock out. No, it's just on yeah. call twenty four seven. Fluid thing, kind of thing. You jump in, jump yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. And so like a huge thing was like learning like how to set boundaries with our employees so that they don't feel like we're like you know taking advantage of them. Yeah, and. Also, but at the same time, like pushing them to be like the best versions of themselves. Right. And um, and then there's like this one. I know I'm kind of going on this crazy r- no, long tangent it. here. Get it all out. But one of <laughs> thank you. One of the like w- interesting like mind fucks, pardon my French, of like, like do you bleep being this a boss. No? no bleeps. No bleeps. Yeah. Just fuck yeah. Mind fucks. <laughs> the fucking mind fucks. Yes. <laughs> Um, is like this idea of we've had situations where employees have been like, oh my gosh, this thing is so awful, terrible, difficult, whatever. And in my mind, I've like, it's like, this is like a generational thing. Mm. It's like, I feel like there's this interesting balance of like, I had it way harder than you and had to deal with way worse shit. Mm-hmm. So what you're dealing with is like nothing. nothing. Right. So like, and so like, not, not just suck it up, but like, this is just part of like growth and like learning yes. and whatever. Yeah. But like also simultaneously, because I had it so shitty with whatever experience I had, it's like, you want to, you don't want the people below you to have that. You want to save them from that thing. Mm-hmm. But then as soon as you save them from that thing, then it kind of makes them a little weak sauce. You mm. know what I mean? And they get a little spoiled in a way. Mm-hmm. It's like, but then, but like, where's the balance of like, you know, like not abusing people and not putting them through something. But also there's like some like level of like, it made me better. It made me who I am. It yeah. made me able to deal with these things. Yeah. You know, it's like, so, so that's been. want them to be <laughs> able to take challenge as like a growth mindset thing. Yeah. To approach challenge as like, okay, this is hard. What I don't do want to abuse it? them under any circumstances. Yeah. But no, at the I same totally time I also Yeah. I mean I think And that, that's been like a huge like navigating that yeah. as like a boss has been like challenging. Yeah. What well have you come up with any particular answers or perspectives that have served you in that? Or are you still trying to figure it out a lot? I think a thing that's really helpful is having like conversations of looking back like how could we have done this better sort of deal um those conversations are usually very long Mm -hmm. (laughs) and obviously like hindsight is 2020 is that the phrase yes but i might get bit in the ass for saying this (laughs) i love it the authenticity and the honesty coming through but there's just part of me that feels like we're a little like getting into the territory of like a little too coddly as like a society. Um, but also like respecting and hearing people's feelings is important, obviously, but also we need to learn how to like deal with challenges and not like create an environment where you never have to deal with a challenge. Yeah. Cause that's like, that's not how growth is experienced. Right. Yeah, it's having a healthy relationship with challenge. Yeah. Not creating a world in which challenge does not exist. Right. That world cannot 
exist. Yeah. Right. No, but, no child learns how to walk without falling down. There you go. You can't put them in a padded room. Yeah, yeah. Or like if you just always are like holding your child as they walk, they're never going to learn how to like fully walk by themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Or form yeah. those muscles that they need in their legs exactly. to stand up. Right. It reminds yeah. me of what you were saying about the documentaries about mental health and suicide earlier about how there's this one path of like, well, here's a Band-Aid solution. And then here's like a deeper like going to the root solution and I feel yeah. like that's what's happening here is that there's maybe symptoms that maybe the band-aid solution is like okay the reflection conversation like yeah. the debrief like what happened but then there's like a root that's like societally like what has happened that maybe there are people that are more sensitive or what I don't know how, exactly how you would yeah. phrase it um, sensitive to challenge because to me that kind of like my interpretation like when I see this world that like you are seeing as like oh they're coddly you know I see it as like a deeply traumatized generation mm. you know that's like a giant wound mm -hmm. and like anything you touch on it is gonna be like defensive mm -hmm. and like projection mm -hmm. and like all these like really nasty things right so it's like how do you deal with like a deeply traumatized <laughs> being or group of beings or society mm. that doesn't take away the challenge and the pain from them, but gives right. it space and support to encourage them to still figure it out and to not run away from the pain, but to mm. learn from it. Mm -hmm. Well said. Thank you. That's, I think I've never seen it like that. And I think you're spot on with like, it's the people's traumas that they're bringing to the table and then us getting defensive yeah and projecting and like generational versus, trauma yeah is just getting worse and worse <laughs> and worse because we're not healing it yeah you know so there is a collective healing that needs to be had and yeah. i think having that kind of understanding of like oh that's what's happening it's helpful and not being coming resentful to mm -hmm. it because i know what you mean it's annoying to be like you have to do this like <laughs> You do, this is required as a part of being an adult, as a part of being an employee. This is, like, part yeah. of this. Um, and there is a frustration of, like, you know, my own egoic reaction to that is, yeah. like, I'm annoyed because this wasn't how it was for me. Um, and I also have little patience because we only have so much time, energy, and resources. Mm -hmm. And how much of that am I willing to put into taking care of you? Yep. You know? Yep. So it's a lot of tricky balances. Yeah. And that's in running a team, and it's also in taking care of other people yeah. and relationships and community. Yeah. It's it's everywhere. Yeah. It's in all kinds of relationships. Yeah. Sean, do you have any takes on these things? It, may, it might be a hot take. I don't know. Chelsea's <laughs> is a hot take. <laughs> it might be a spicy Hotter? take. Hotter? <laughs> might even be spicier. I don't know. I, I think it's interesting because, I mean, Chelsea touched on that we used to have five employees and now it's just the two of us. And it's not that we don't work with people in those same positions anymore. It's just that those people we now hire on a project to project basis, yeah. while before they were full-time salary employees. And I think that going to the point Chelsea, you know, 
loving, I mean, both of us, but like what Chelsea said earlier, loving and caring so deeply about all those people, I think that we were so heavily invested in each and every person's individual success that that could have also been a crutch in itself. And when we hire people on a project to project basis, you know, it is a little bit of a colder transactional experience with the employee versus employer. Mm-hmm. And but I'll say that, you know, for us, you know, like you were just saying, limited time, limited resources and being able to just hire somebody who can do a specific job, they clock in, they clock out has been more efficient for us as employers than to have full-time employees where we're trying where we care more about their personal growth which sounds terrible and that's (laughs) (laughs) that's that's the hot take i mean i get what you're saying though well i think it's so different when we had more people we had a lot more projects we were taking on but it was kind of this weird thing where it's like we were taking on more projects so that we could pay to have more people so it kind of created this like interesting cyclical cycle yeah it's like we needed to take on more projects to pay for the people yeah yeah yeah. but then like yeah but i i mean there's pros and cons and i I really enjoyed having an in-house team and it was like a family and it was really nice to go from project to project because there's just certain, you don't have to explain yeah, things. It's just like there's definitely pros and cons. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a really interesting con, I guess, to look at that I wouldn't have considered offhand is just the emotional work that's involved in having an in-house team. And maybe there's other companies there is, that there is it's a lot of emotional labor. Yeah. And, and maybe for other companies, they don't have that emotional labor because they just maybe other companies just don't care about their employees oh, as plenty much. Of them. <laughs> yeah. and, the vast majority. It's, it's, like, <laughs> it's like, I probably sound like an asshole saying what I just said, but at the same time, like it comes from a place of like, well, I did care a lot. Yeah. You know? Well, I don't think you sound like an asshole. I think you sound like a person with very healthy boundaries. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like you're taking care of every person in the world. And, like, if you are solving everyone in the world's problems, like, that's when you're holy and good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just, I think it was just part of, like, our company ethos was to, like, get invested yeah. in the team as a whole and also like what I really loved was creating an environment where our team felt safe to bring things to our attention and like I said we would do like um evaluate what is it called like employee evaluations employee evaluations every couple months or performance reviews performance reviews yeah. yeah um and those were really cool to see because we talked about you know like them as a like it was kind of like yes it was a work thing but it was also like personal development, personal development. Yeah. and it was amazing to see some huge shifts in people in like such positive ways um i'm like getting goosebumps mm-hmm. that's awesome <laughs> um but i think the pro like one of the things is like i wish i got more feedback from them and i would tell them like you know this is a conversation like if they're if we're not serving you i i would say what I'd always say is, like, we're not perfect bosses. We're people, too. We're pretty new to, like, ha- like managing and leading employees. So, like, please give us feedback as well. And I think that's a scary thing for employees to give their bosses yeah, feedback. Definitely. Um, so it wasn't something that we got often. 
but anytime we did get it, I really appreciated it. And I think like, you know, I love getting notes and feedback from people on yeah. all sorts of things like me, my creative work, but also like me as a director or me as your boss or whatever, like. Well, along that line, I'm curious what you see as like desirable qualities in someone that you would want to hire, you know, because like that's a lot, a lot of people would probably want to work for you to learn, you know, how to run their own business maybe one day or just like how yeah. to be a good person that works in film, whatever role they may have. Yeah. So what are some, some characteristics and traits that you like to see in people that you have hired or would hire? Positivity is high on my list. Mm, yeah. Because I there I don't want to work with someone who's pessimistic, negative, bringing down the vibe. Mm -hmm. Like I want to enjoy being around you. I want it affects everyone. It's like a like a leaky sickness. Yes. Gas. Contagion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So that's pretty high up on my list. It's just like a positive, good attitude mm -hmm. because our jobs are hard and yeah. like let's not make them harder yeah um well that's why i touched on earlier is just having a growth mindset in yeah. the film industry or any creative industry is so necessary because these industries are harder to make businesses out of than a lot of common goods or services yeah we've been really blessed like divinely blessed on so many random jobs and things like just provided for in ways that we could never imagine. Mm -hmm. um, so feeling really lucky, but I think it has to do with like our ethos and yeah. you know, the purpose behind what we're doing is like, and the people that we bring on and the vibes we bring to set. Like, I think it all that, I mean, that's only, do you think your positivity is why other people hire you? I think that's why we get rehired. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think that maybe it, it I mean, sure, prop, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, how do you end up building a successful company? You know, what do you attribute your business successes to? It's been completely I mean, word of mouth. I mean, we'll talk about how we like started building our career. I mean, the very first rough. job. Or start, sure, like the first two years of yeah. our two or three years of Paxeros. I mean, we started out by using a platform called Tongle, which is a... It's like, it's a creative agency that's open to, that is open to all, like they have the relationship with all the brands. Then they're like, hey, we need an idea for a commercial about this. And then they put it out to the community and people can submit and then they choose. So basically they're opening up to like the freaking world. Mm -hmm. Everyone can submit to it and then only a select few people get paid. Got so it. they're like, oh, you won the bid. Got it. Oh, you won the bid. But it's like so hundreds, thousands of people are submitting and one to three people get chosen. So you hustled on that space for, for, for years. Like, years yeah and like went got up to like being one of their top 10 creators wow but we made it a full-time job like we pitched to i think over 200 was it 200 I think it was, yeah 100, maybe 100 projects a year 100 projects in a year that wow. like and we're building full treatments they required wow. you to do treatment videos so we would get in front of camera oh we'd gosh. explain it was 
a lot of work. So much work. And, and a lot of that work is unpaid. Right. Oh, yeah. So it's and just, I think out of the yeah. hundred plus projects we submitted to, I think we got like 10. 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was like us doing very, very well on, yeah. on the platform. Like mm-hmm. that was considered extremely high win rate. Yeah. 10%. And how did you have time for these things? Well, we just made that our full time job. Yeah. Yeah. We were just like, this is it. We kind of yeah. just, we just, yeah, we jumped in, committed it, committed ourselves to it. And once we had the first one under our belt. The first one was kind of luck. Yeah, it was kind of luck. Like, oh. But then basically we just like kept the ball rolling and it was kind of that ball that you could just never let stop. Because uh-huh. as soon as you let it stop, then it's like, oh, well, now we don't have any income. Yeah. So as long as the ball was rolling we were able to continue to grow the business. That sounds like a very big leap of faith to (laughs) make this your full-time job. Chelsea, what's your motto? Leap in the net will appear. I love that. And where did that come from? I don't know if somebody said it. And it just resonated with me on a deep level. Yeah. Because, I mean, I believe God, the universe, whatever you want to call it, is the net. Uh But um, you got your near like standing at the edge of the cliff. And you just got to jump without knowing if the net is there and it will appear. Yeah. So you have a lot of faith. Um, I am constantly exercising my faith. Yeah. Yeah. Is it a practice? It's terrifying. Daily practice. (laughs) Minute by minute. We are in it right now. We're just free falling. Yeah. (laughs) Being falling and being caught at the same time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Is the ego the cliff edge? Are we even falling at all? (laughs) Are we just perceiving it as falling? Yeah. 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 We feel like it's falling. It feels like we're falling. Like we're in a sensory deprivation tank. But it's like, you're good. You're in a tank. And occasionally it'll be like, oh. And then all of a sudden it'll just like open back up and you'll be like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How do you practice that? How do I practice my faith? Yeah. How do you practice? Just keep, Anything just that keep makes me off the feel cliff. terrified, I lean into. Wow. Yeah. And is, is that also something that you were born with or did something happen to kind of make you that way? I think there is a level of knowing that I had. I was going to use the example where, like, Sean and I got into, like, a fight early on in our relationship. I don't know if that's a good example. That's a funny. (laughs) It's a funny story. But I'm trying to think of an example (laughs) of, like. Just missed that one. Yes, just missed it. Feel the bullet just. No, it was was a Chelsea, like, basically. Well, I'll tell the story very quickly. Chelsea, <laughs> Chelsea, oh, you did want to hear it? Or we, we, were, we were joking about just missing, yeah. do- dodging a bullet. Oh, okay, yeah, we don't need to hear it. Okay. I don't think it's that. I don't like, think it's a, I don't we think were it's a in the bad. battlefield right now. <laughs> ah, there are multiple bullets. <laughs> I don't know if you wanted to hear the story or you didn't want to hear the story. Oh, I don't think it's a bad story. I don't Actually, I don't know which story this is. It's be, a so. quick, do we want I it? I don't care. Okay. <laughs> Briefly, it's basically uh, Chelsea grew up in a household where to deal with conflict, you scream at each other. Sean grew up in a household to deal with conflict, like passive aggressive, ignore each other. Mm-hmm. And quiet so treatment. Sean, quiet treatment, yeah. Um, Opposite. Yeah. So Sean and Chelsea <laughs> had an that's argument. Play out. <laughs> and Chelsea, like, psychopath screams at Sean. Yeah. And Sean just sits there silently. Yeah. And Chelsea's like, Why aren't you yelling back at me? Yes. Yeah. And then, but also, like, wow. 
I feel like an idiot. Mm-hmm. Like it made me reflect on myself. You had space. And yeah. Silence. Yeah. Just, just like you just well, heard your own yelling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is that what I sound like? But my yeah. first instinct was like, why isn't he yelling back? Right. And right. then the second instinct was like, why did I need to yell yeah. in the first place? Uh-huh. Um, so that's a terrible example of what we were talking about. Practicing faith. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of like. Seated event that story. Uh, yeah, yeah no. I was like that. I don't think that has that anything like, to do that's with what we're talking about. I was like about. gonna go on. I was like, this is not. This is not the thing. But there has been times where I'm trying to think. It's usually just stuff that I'm like, oh, that makes me feel terrified. Like. I need to go, oh, Course in Miracles. Mm-hmm. It was a great example of that. But there's been ta- there's been plenty of times. I don't, like, when you ask me, that's such an interesting question. You're kind of stumped right now. Yeah, of, like, it, when did I, 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 when and where did I get that from? Faith. Yeah. What, I mean, is that uh, an acting thing? I don't think so. The future? I mean, no, I mean, but we're talking about, like, the... The taking a leap of faith. Yeah, but like, where did that come from oh. in the beginning? Like, maybe you were born that way. Do you think? Maybe. Maybe. If you can't find like a yeah, like I an event. I feel like you would remember a point, or maybe it's deep, 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 deep down in yeah. there, and then right, we'll remember. I mean, later on. have you always enjoyed confrontation? Yeah, but that's not. I don't think it's a confrontation no, thing. But you're it's not a, fear. You're not afraid to face things head on yeah i just know that on the other side of fear is like usually what's best for me yeah do do you have that same kind level of like leap of faith or are you a little more anxious and chelsea's like not it'll be good i mean i know growing up that if there were things that scared me i definitely didn't just jump in and do it (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, you have to do a public speech in front of the entire fourth grade as Abraham Lincoln. Ugh. No, not not going to jump into Don't this headfirst, you know? <laughs> um, I guess I kind of was always like that. <laughs> yeah. I like a challenge. There we go. Yeah. It's a natural gift. But I think I liked a challenge as a kid, and then I've grown to learn. I just know that the best version of myself is on the other side of the fear. Mm-hmm. And see, I always jumped, like, I always leapt in the in faith that the net would appear but didn't necessarily do it out of a fear state i did it out of like a my dreamer mentality Mm. like oh like i'm just gonna submit to this random graphic design contest online because who knows i could win and then like i'd win it okay you know is that the difference between like faith and hope Mm. like you have faith and you have like optimism yeah i'm pretty optimistic you're like, I'm going to go for it because you never know. And you're like, yeah. I'm going to go for it because I know. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting because such different, like, instances of, like, I'm not, like, I I hate gambling. I, I yeah, hate, yeah, yeah. like. Okay, I have a question. Like. When you leap off the cliff yeah. into the net, do you, are you facing the net or are you falling back into the net? No, no, no. You don't see the net. There's okay, no you, net if, there when, when you're, you're leaping. Okay, sorry. When you fall off the cliff. And you're going straight forward. And you're, and you're, going, straight, you're going straight forward. You're I looking mean, at the ground. Are you looking you, at the ground or are you looking, looking at the at sky? Are you looking at the sky? You're looking at the ground, aren't you? Actually, 
I kind of envision like when I meditate on this stuff, I envision like falling backwards hmm. mm. and being like caught mm-hmm. like in some sort of hammocky sort of situation. Yeah. But then when I say the phrase leap and the net will appear, I imagine just fucking like jumping, leaping off the cliff. Yeah. Mm. No, but that's I think really beautiful. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, is one of those faith and one of those optimism? Like I, I, cause yeah, I the leap. faith is like the falling back. Yeah, and I and optimism leap. Optimism is like the like I leap knowing that I could fail, but I'm like I'm hoping there's gonna be a net. <laughs> yeah, 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 there's probably something down there. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe I'm wearing a parachute and I don't even know. Is there are these learnable skills for in your opinion? Yes, I think they're muscles that need to be flexed. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you have to practice them in order for the muscle to get stronger. Yeah. I can't remember who said it. And that's learnable. You have to just, like, be willing. For sure. Anything, I think, can yeah. be practiced. Yeah. I can't remember who said it, but I feel like this is popping up on my Instagram feed a lot recently, <laughs> is, like, fail hard and fail fast. Mm. Like, that's the best way to learn and grow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, you have to. Pure, the way that you and embrace that's... failure has given you success ultimately yeah i think yeah. so willingness to because fail we went into the yeah. company not knowing anything and it was everything it was just trial and error trial and error yeah like with the company mm-hmm. <laughs> let's let's dig into Same a little thing bit with directing because we've, yeah. we've touched on some some spiritual themes in this mm-hmm. part of the conversation and i definitely want to hit on that before we sure, sure. close out for today because we've been very very business minded mm. up until this point can't help it can't help it. your business <laughs> business people yeah i love it <laughs> So your spiritual practices, is there spirituality in your business or the way that you run your business? Let's maybe start there. My, uh, my wise answer would be, you know, can you do anything in life without spirituality? I I figured that would be such a response (laughs) from you guys. Because I would say it's like, oh, we're a, you know, we're a film production company, which in innately doesn't have like a lot of spiritual need to run a company. But I think as individuals, we do have a spiritual practice and belief system. And I feel like we are the company. Like a lot of people view Paxeros as being synonymous with just Chelsea and I. Yeah. And I think that our employees, like I couldn't help but like talk about things like we would joke like that, you know, I'm woo woo. My best friend and I were talking about like, Ch- what does Chelsea nerd out about? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, everyone kind of has their thing that they nerd out about, geek out about. And I think for me, it is like spirituality. And, and Course in Miracles. Yeah, Course in Miracles, <laughs> like for sure. But also just like Course in Miracles is just the one thing that resonates the m- most with me as being true. Which tell can you tell the listeners what that is? Uh. Yes. In a- <laughs> I'm like, uh, <laughs> like maybe in short. I don't know. <laughs> Three like- hours later. <laughs> She's like, I was waiting for you. It's a book. Um, you know, there's there's three. It's a three part book. One has lessons for every day of the year. One has like text, and one has like if you want to like share it with others. What's the best way to do that? Um. And yeah, it it's was a spiritual text. It's a spiritual text yeah. for sure. I would yeah. say like this to, was, to really simplify it. It's a spiritual text that states that there's only love and fear 
and everything in the universe falls into one of those two categories. Mm. And one is truth and one is illusion. Yes. Mm. And love is truth and fear is, is an illusion. An illusion. As somebody that's slowly but surely making way way through this text. Yeah. The isn't also I feel like I remember in the intro or mm-hmm. something that you read in the very beginning to me it was also like this is a book about forgiveness. For sure, forgiveness is equated with letting go of everything that we think is real but is actually an illusion. So forgiveness is the process of transforming fear into love? Yeah. Okay. Just wanted to clarify. Yeah, yeah. Forgiveness is letting go of the meaning that we've created upon all things that really only have one meaning. The meaning? And we've broken it. It's like, it's like you know, the me- there's one thing and it's love mm-hmm. and truth. Like that's the one thing. And then we've taken that and separated it into like a trillion different things and given each of those things like meaning that doesn't exist. Like microphone, couch, yes. computer. But also like pain and um, emotional stuff. Yeah. Too. Everything. Like individual humans. Like we've sep- we've created separation amongst something that was meant to be unity. Mm-hmm. And the separation created fear. Mm. And so forgiveness helps bring back unity. So the, the idea of the text or like living by this text is to come back to love and come back to unity. Yes. And how does that change the daily experience of the world that you live in? Sure. Yeah. It's crazy because it... Um, it shifts things drastically when you don't think that it would. For instance, just doing like forgiveness work. um, And an example might be like, okay. Okay. (laughs) I'm like, I'm like, I have multiple examples here, but for instance. I was fighting with Sean. (laughs) (laughs) I was screaming in his face. All stories start. No, um, I, I was doing this, uh, I read course one morning and I was like, it, there's this lesson that talks about how, where in our lives are we clinging to this ties back into what you were saying earlier, Hannah, like, where are we clinging to our shield and our sword, AKA, where do we feel like we are holding defenses? What are we afraid of? What are we defending ourselves from? And ultimately course tells you there's nothing to be afraid of there's nothing to defend yourself against the truth of you is unhurtable i don't know if there's i'm sure there's like a, a hurdle hurtable the, the, the truth of you is invincible hurtable. invincible got it the truth of the core of who we are cannot be hurt mm-hmm. so where we cling to the shield and the sword. And that's kind of like the world that we're living in. That's so like hyped up on defenses and like mm-hmm. wounds and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, but like that's kind of like in the course of saying like, that's not the truth of our being. The truth of our being is we are already healed. We are already loved. We're, right. we're one. We're it's already, it's just, and the how truth. would you show up in the world? 
So I was like, okay, where am I like holding on to my shield and sword? What, where can I let go of like these things? And I was like having this beautiful meditation. I was like, oh my gosh, like not like, I was like, I can let go of my shield and sword. There's nothing that I need to be afraid of. There's nothing that can hurt me or offend me. Like this is my truth. And then fast forward like, three hours later <laughs> yeah yeah the universe, universe was like, was like right. yeah like test girl wants a challenge <laughs> yeah. she fears nothing immediately. <laughs> immediately so then boom like had the situation with my mom where basically low-key we were we're fundraising for our feature film mm-hmm. and um we were in a group chat with the family there's a family reunion that was happening and um, the family was like, my mom, <laughs> I told my mom, I can't come to the family reunion. We have a job. We need the money pretty bad right now. Like, and my mom immediately went on to the family chat, like didn't even give me a chance to tell the family and was like, I'm so disappointed. Chelsea's not coming, yeah. which is fine. And then immediately I tell the family, yeah, we can't come X, Y, and Z. Also, we're fundraising for our feature because yeah. money's tight and like yeah. put the link into the family chat and then immediately was like attacked by like, m- like made fun of kind of like this, you know, spend a lot of time putting together this fundraising for our film. And then immediately people like kind of disregarded in the family chat, made jokes about it, was like, oh, is this what we're doing now? And, like, everybody started putting in, like, my mom was like, here's my Venmo. I also want a new kitchen. And I was uh-huh. just like, thanks, mom. Yeah. Like, really hurtful in the moment yeah, totally. to me. It, like, three hours after, I was like, I'm unhurtable. Right. Yes, I'm using the word again. Invincible. <laughs> <laughs> Invincible. Um, so I was, like, immediately was like, okay. And I recognized, like, I was like, hurts. this is interesting because like this is me living in the world while also trying to practice these values Mm -hmm. of what course is teaching me and like how can I incorporate and I like had and I sat there and I was like my logical mind was like Chelsea you're not actually in danger or hurt Mm -hmm. my emotional body was like but this hurts my feelings Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I was like how do I balance both and like acknowledge like okay yes this hurts my feelings but that doesn't but that doesn't hurt me. Like, how do I acknowledge my feelings and be like, I hear you, but you're okay. Great question. Right. And like, you know, like on a logical level, I know that I'm not in danger, but on an emotional level, it felt painful. So that I just, you know, sat and like prayed about it. I, and I responded to the chat just saying, I love you family. Like I just, that was my response. Uh I didn't get defensive, which like I wanted to, but I was just like, I'm not going to. I'm just going to, like, say, ha, 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 love you guys. You're so funny. And, like, go take care of myself. Yeah. And I did that. And then immediately, all of a sudden, like, this – and I told my best friend. My friend's like, are you going to talk to your mom about it? That's so messed up. Whatever, whatever. Yeah. And um, I was like – I basically just prayed and meditated on it in the form of, like, the what course was presenting and then within like 48 hours you know my mom was singing a different tune and then was like has been nothing but like super supportive of our crowdfunding and now she's out of nowhere your biggest cheerleader on the fundraiser (laughs) yeah so she went from like kind of like trashing me in front of the family and like making fun of it to like 
she's ri- she ri- wrote me a card and left it on my desk how proud she is of me and then like mm-hmm. is posting on and so it's just like just because I feel like I did I know this is a long answer to what you're saying but just because I example. did the work on my side of things I yeah. feel like it shifted without even saying anything to that person or uh-huh. having a physical conversation energetically yeah. it shifted yeah. my reality yeah definitely no it's a great example and I feel like if you had responded in that more like let's get in a fight about it way it the time that it would have taken for her to maybe like change her tune come around and like support you like maybe that would have taken a little longer maybe it never would have happened right but clearly your choice of action which was based in this perspective and this philosophy worked out very positively and it's happened on more than one occasion. Yeah. That's blown my mind. Like, it doesn't make logical sense totally, but right. it is energetically, it shifts things. Well, and there is also logic to energetics. Yeah. That yeah, that's true. Is deeply Yeah, there's science there. <laughs> there's science. But it, it's enough to make me, you know, be like, this is logical. Yeah. I feel the same way when people say that about, like, astrology. Mm, yeah. And I'm like, there, there's also science here. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's as explored as maybe a lot of other things are but yeah. like I feel like it makes a lot of logical sense to totally. be like planets at certain places certain gravitational poles and like there's just so much stuff that we can't yes. see and it's so yeah. silly yeah. to say that a certain thing isn't real or a certain thing doesn't exist agreed kind of related but also like tangential at the same time is I feel like with what's happening right now, I'm like with AI in the film industry, I'm not sure. Let's go there, Sean. Yeah, let, let's go. Uh, let's jump on the magical school Hannah bus. And... Wrap it up. Let's and we're wrap like, this up. We're like, oh, let's talk about AI. All right, this, this, maybe, maybe this is a maybe this is a part two. I don't know. Let's, let's, let's go there. I don't know I'll, how long we're gonna I'll, talk about it, but I'll I'll keep it quick. It's basically, you know, there's a lot of talk around AI and uh, using AI to basically replace actors. And we recently watched the uh, new Indiana Jones movie. And like the first half hour. The Dial of Destiny. Yep. And the new the first half hour is sort of an AI-generated yeah. Harrison Ford. And I think it's really interesting because it's not something that is scientifically proven. But, like, my gut is, like, I'm not watching a real person. Mm-hmm. And there's something in me that's like as humans we know on a deep down level that we're watching something that is inhuman yeah you would think that that is a good sign because it's like oh great like we'll always know like what's real what's not but the deeper that society puts itself into very processed very fake more inauthentic mm-hmm. that's the vibration that they're all on right that's what they're gonna want yeah. in some way even though if, if it is an illusion you yeah know? or even just numbing that ability to distinguish between the truth just to be incredibly pessimistic devil's advocate in this conversation <laughs> yeah. but yeah. I, yeah. I do agree with you in that I have faith in humanity and in people that on a deep level some part of them is aware that they're stuck in an illusion and that illusion is not, does not feel good. And authenticity is what feels the best 
and the more authentic people that exist in the world, the more that they can kind of see that. It's kind of like a post-apocalyptic kind of film where like they're all living in this like society that is really dismal, but then like you see some glimmer of hope that things can be another way and it like wakes somebody up and they're like, I remember how it used to be. You know, that's yeah. kind of how I feel like. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're going yeah. Yeah. Totally. It's true. Um, so we didn't end up going too deep. No, I try to keep I reel it. Us back in. <laughs> Before we close out today, I want to hear about your upcoming future film that you were referencing oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. in this past example uh, conversation and to tell the people about that mm-hmm. and why you worked on it and what it means to you guys. Sure. Do you want to say anything? Uh, I mean, I'll give like the general yeah. overview and then you can He's a big dig. picture guy. Yeah, I'm a big picture guy. Great. Um, so this is a feature film entitled No Right Way, which is Chelsea's first feature that she's directed. Um, snaps. Snaps. Chelsea. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, it's... Th- we've produced a few other features but this is sort of like a the first project where you know we have some solely ours it's solely ours there's a true um authorship with it or the other ones you're sort of we were being hired to execute yeah. for somebody else um but i'll let you chime in on the actual story yeah and yeah kind of what it i means mean to you. um yeah, I've been writing it. I wrote it for like three years, working wow. on the script on and off. Um, it is fully improvised, which mm. is cool. Sweet. Yeah, the I mean, this you know the script has a story arc. Each scene has a story arc, but all the dialogue is improvised. Um, it's an indie dramedy about a uh, about like a. 13-year-old kind of brazen teenager who gets pulled out of her life in Vegas and uh, and her sister kind of takes... Basically, she gets pulled away by um, Child Protective Services, like, pulls her out of her life. Big sister shows up to, like, take care of her for the sh- short time being because their dad is MIA. And... Um, the big sister like sees it as an opportunity to like pave a better way for her sister, but just kind of fucks it up more mm-hmm. essentially. Like, yeah, yeah, I can see that happen. It's a story about, yeah, it's a story about like helping people in the way that they need, not the way you think is right. Uh-huh. That's a great lesson. Yeah. Um, and it, there's a bunch of other lessons tied into, you know, you kind of, the one thing I feel strongly about that I hope people walk away from the movie, like seeing like each character's perspective. I mean, it's called no right way for a reason. Yeah. It's cause like, you know, everyone has reasons for why they do things, but like, yeah, it's not always the right thing mm-hmm. or like the way that to support each other anyways no I, um, I really like that phrasing I like to live you. my life that way yeah as well yeah because I think there's a lot of anxiety and fear around thinking that there is a right way right way and like thinking that you're doing it the wrong way right the time. yeah 
And how do we just show up with compassion for each other? Like we don't know everybody. We don't know everyone's stories right. or like what they're, they're going not doing through. It what, the way that I think is exactly. Right. But you don't have, you know, all the ingredients to what they know, what they've experienced. Yeah. Where did this so. story come from for you? And like, what made you want to write it? Yeah. Um, some of the pieces of the story are inspired by experiences that my sister and I shared. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff that's not that that's fictitious. Is it art? <laughs> it is definitely art. To have your heart in it has a lot of heart. Yeah, has a lot of heart. And where are you in the process of this? When is this something that the public can view? Yeah. And how, how and when would they be able to do that? So, so those the people who have seen it so far have seen it in private screenings, and it'll world premiere at cinequest in august so soon uh, very soon i know it's right around the corner so yeah august 20th is our world premiere and then we have another screening august 25th and then that's in the bay area it's in yeah it's in san jose and yeah basically we'll that's it's world premiering there but the plan is to be screening at film festivals around the country all throughout the fall and winter and into the spring um, so it won't be publicly available for a while, but hopefully there will be some theatrical screenings in a theater near you, which I mean is, you know, in a world where everything is streamed online, it's, it's definitely special to see a film in theaters. Absolutely. So do, and the best way to find out if this is screening at a theater near you is Probably following our website. We'll probably Followed post about it website. on Paxeros. Website. I was like, I don't know. I think, I Social media? I think Instagram is probably the best way. There you go. Does the film have an Instagram account? At No Right Way Movie. There we go. I didn't even know that. Yes. Oh, there you go. I got to follow up. Right now, it's just me dancing. <laughs> okay. That's not, a, not bad content. <laughs> and we are crowdfunding. There, there should be more context to that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> True. Yeah. Uh, Within our crowdfunding campaign, Chelsea is for finishing funds to pay for licensing music and color and sound design and legal fees and festival fees, et cetera, et cetera. Um, We're crowdfunding on GoFundMe and Chelsea is doing dances of gratitude for those who donate. Amazing. So you can donate any amount that you choose and choose a song. And Chelsea will dance her heart out and post it onto Instagram Reels. Wow. This could be you. Anybody listening? <laughs> you can see this. You could make this happen. One of the really interesting things that's come up through this process is we've now had three people donate who have chosen their own songs mm. to have Chelsea do a dance to. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting because it's sort of this like mutually beneficial experience That's cool. where it like becomes like a cross promotion. Chelsea's basically an influencer. <laughs> I have become an influencer. Oh my gosh, she's creating content. <laughs> she's being paid. It's true. To share somebody else's content. Yeah. That's what being an influencer is. I'm officially an influencer. She's being recruited by TikTok. Yeah. We have gone yeah. full circle <laughs> yes. uh, in this conversation today, which has been very long. Um, <laughs> it hasn't felt long to me. I don't know about you guys, but I feel like I have been in like a vortex like this whole time that defies 
time and space. I have no clue what time We dropped in. I just noticed most recently, like, the sunshine <laughs> has gone. Changed. It's now. I was seeing the sun in this room, and it's gotten a little darker. Yeah. Yeah, I think the sun has set. I hear crickets. Yeah. <laughs> the frogs are frogs out. Frogs have come out. I hear coyotes howling the in the coyotes distance. coyotes of, uh, of Westchester. <laughs> yeah, of, of Sentinella Creek. Yeah. Is there anything else that you guys want to talk about? Any other things that we missed that you were like, oh, I really wanted to mention this thing. I'm like, we could, we could have done I a I want to like side note with you about this. Like A lot of things? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Like, we could have done, <laughs> could have done like a whole podcast just about course. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We could do a whole podcast just about we the future. We should have our own podcast, I think, the three of us, clearly. We, yeah. We've... <laughs> We've definitely talked about. Do doing you say that podcast. with every person you do? I don't know. You listen to the episodes, <laughs> did I? We didn't listen all the way through. Didn't, li- didn't make I it to the to. end. No. Then you'll never know. Uh, how about this? Let's let's leave. I would like both of you to share a piece of advice with somebody listening that is, let's say, a younger version of yourself, a younger filmmaker, producer, actor, editor, business person. Um, that wants to do something that you're doing or live a similar life to like you're living, what is a piece of advice that you would like to give to them? It can only be one piece. Ah, This is your challenge. Mine is to not listen to the noise. Mm. Anything that anyone says, you can't do this or this is the only way that this happens or like this is the traditional way to go about this or just fuck all that shit like just pave your own pathway I felt that way about we you know Sean and I have a house now and if we listen to anybody who said it's impossible to get a house in LA then we wouldn't have if we listen to that then we wouldn't have a house a very sick house that they work out of that we're doing the podcast out of (laughs) but I just feel that about the business I feel that about being an artist about being a creative during COVID, during the strike, like, you know, like, oh, this COVID can't work. Like COVID was one of our most profitable years. So it's just like, I feel like there's something really important and special about not listening to the noise of negativity of, you know. Fuck the noise. Fuck the noise. It's a great piece of advice. Thank you, there Chelsea. You that was yeah. great. How do, how do I top that? <laughs> Super eloquent. <laughs> Super eloquent. Just like fuck, fuck the, the noise. noise. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> like the haters. Fuck the noise. Just do you. <laughs> That's what I sound like. <laughs> <laughs> um, piece of advice that I would give to the younger version of myself. I think it is. I think my advice would be to just sit with what you're passionate about and prioritize that. And you always say this, don't worry about the the how. Just like focus on like what it is that you actually want to be doing and like the how will just happen. Yeah, it's like putting your intention into like what brings you joy. Yeah. And I I mean, I think that's kind of how I came up with the crowdfunding campaign and I was like what can I give back to people that like doesn't cost me more money Uh because we're trying to raise money and um will bring people joy and will bring me joy doing it yeah and I was like I can do weird dances like that's free and like seems to be bringing people a lot of 
Joy, I don't know if many, you might be sick of my face if you follow my Instagram, but I think that's what everyone, I mean, it sounds like kind of what you're saying is like, focus on the part that brings you passion and joy. Yeah. And the how will. Be- yeah, yeah. I, I think, Here. I mean, obviously, like, we're now, you know, we've started the company in 2016, so we're now seven years into this company. But I think, like, when I started, when we started the company, I think that, like, I have this idea of what the company should be versus, like, what actually brought me joy. Mm. And I think, like, now mm. kind of, like, really, like, feeling into, like, what brings me joy is sort of where like the the other mysterious company idea that we haven't talked about yeah is like coming mm. from um i see the crossover in that because you're talking i feel like about external noise chelsea like don't listen to the external noise mm-hmm. and you're talking about maybe how like you've internalized the external noise to be like the, yeah. the other voice inside your head that's like, well, you should do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or like this is, I mean, yeah. no right way. This is, <laughs> yeah. the, this is the way that society says you have to do to start a, or to have a production company yeah. or to make money in the film industry or whatever it is. And this is something I was brought up earlier is that like, just because somebody else is doing that thing doesn't mean that it's going to be like the right way for you to do it. Um, you know, I think that like, doing the same exact thing that somebody's already done is not the right way to be successful. I love it. Your answers are actually complimentary in a very beautiful (laughs) way that speaks to your partnership. But you're saying, don't listen to the noise. And a question that I asked in my head, but I didn't want to get into was, (laughs) because I'm always saying like with my coaching clients, if you're not, if you're focused on what you shouldn't do, like you need to focus on what you should do. And if you like, Sean's answer is focusing on what you should do. So you're like, don't listen to the noise. Yeah. And Sean says, listen to your passion. Right. You totally. Know? They go yeah, hand yeah. in hand. And yeah. I, yeah. Cause I mean, every time that like Chelsea like comes up with like a cool idea or whatever, I'm like, let's find a way to make that happen. Or like, let's do that. I feel like, yeah, I feel like we definitely like complement each other in that way. Yeah, no, I think I see that where you're saying like, the don't versus the do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's good to have both. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, okay, I'm not going to listen to the noise, but then where's my attention going to go? Right. You know, you got to put it someplace. Yeah. And you put it in your passion. Totally. Tension go, was it? Ener- energy, energy flows, flows where, where your intention goes. goes. Why is it always hard to remember the it's order so of how hard. that is said? I don't know. I don't know a single person that can just, like just first try say it. Uh, yeah, every time. It's I'm not like, the catchiest, but it makes sense. It does. I think it, the the root to the confusion comes from our denial that energy is everything. Yeah, exactly. It's a subconscious, <laughs> like we're preventing ourselves from having it be easy to spread this awareness. Yeah. It's the ego just trying it's to fuck with us. It's the ego. strikes again. It's like I'm going to make this real complicated to remember every time. It's like, God. nope. It, gotta delete. Got to keep them down. It doesn't flow. As ironic as it is, the energy does not flow where I'm trying to say it. Yeah. <laughs> my attention flows. is going into figuring out how to say it. Yeah. Mm. And the flow is not coming out of my mouth. Well, the more I think about it, energy goes where intention flows. 
Energy flows. Energy flows where attention goes. Is that what I said? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to work on that. And uh, listeners, it's been uh, wonderful having you along for the ride. Um, Chelsea and Sean. Thank it's been you great so much for having talking us, Hannah. to you guys. Thank you for being here. Let's keep <laughs> talking about these things. Um, take care, everybody, and peace out. Peace. Bye. And that's the episode, my friends. I hope you got some amazing highlights, tidbits, takeaways, things that you can put into action yourselves, even if you're not a film producer or have anything related to that world that Chelsea and Sean are in. All creative people have very similar paths, similar struggles, similar goals, and we can all bond together in that way. Speaking of, I would love to share some ways that you can get supported by the PAL community. We are building, we are expanding, we are growing, we are up to a lot. And it's been a couple months since we've had a podcast episode, so I haven't been able to update you on that. So here we go. Here are the things. You can join the PAL Discord. It is free. It is full of amazing creative people that are looking to uh, get to know you and support you any way they can. It is incredibly wholesome and sweet, a really positive space that you can turn to to share your goals and share your projects and just make some new friends. So check that out. I will put a link in the description. Secondly, we have started our PAL group coaching. This happens every other week. We talk about our goals, our progress, our stuck points, and we work through our obstacles together and we plan things and schedule things. It's a great source of accountability. It's a great source of support and getting clear on where you're going and how you're going to get there and just making sure that you're staying on top of the path that you are paving to success. So if you want to learn more about that, once again, link in the description, check our Instagram, check our our website, yada, yada, yada. Lastly, we've been doing a lot of events. Definitely, if you're in LA, check out the palcommunity.com slash events or visit our Instagram to see what the upcoming events are near you. The very next one is on August 12th. If you're hearing this episode before then, um, come out to West Hollywood, Pan Pacific Park. We are going to have a day of creativity and change making. So talking about how art can change the world and finding hope in community through meeting other creatives. It's going to be very cute. And once again, wholesome and fun. And then we have a PAL show and tell at the end of August. And I'm going to try to be doing those once a month in addition to our PAL workday, which is also held once a month. So I don't want to bore you with the details of all of these events. Like I said, there's a lot going on. And if you want to attend an event, just check out the website or check out the Instagram or you can also, and here's another thing, sign up for our email list. We are starting a PAL newsletter that is going to contain updates from community members. You can have the chance to get a artist spotlight to tell us about your latest release or an event that you have coming up or share a crowdfunding campaign that you are building. It's going to share opportunities, creative resources, tips, inspiration, um, upcoming events. Did I say that? And yeah, just a bunch of 
good stuff. So if you want to sign up to that email list, once again, the links are where the links are. And I think I'm just going to leave you with that for now. That was a lot of stuff. So thank you for listening along to all of that and supporting the PAL community. We want to support you. We are always here to listen to your DMs and uh, have you reach out to us. Tell us how we can support you and show up in the way that you need. So just let us know. We're always here for you. Go follow us on Instagram at the PAL community. And that's it. Have a very nice day. I look forward to the next episode. Take care and peace. Every day, every day.